Welcome to episode seven of the Fretzelmania podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fretz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F R E T Z L E Mania, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Apple Podcasts, many other different places, and especially here on Anchor.fm. You can find me blogging occasionally on rantwithant.com. Be the brand. Today I'm doing another another segment in my low-key favorites uh, in, in pro wrestling. And this, this time I'm talking about Paul London. Now he's a man who doesn't get he doesn't get a lot talking about, but when he was early on in his career, the the hype for him was uh, was quite real, quite high. Um of course, he was trained in the Texas Wrestling Academy along with, you know, like Daniel Bryan. You know, I think Lance Cade might have been in, in his class at that point in time. Uh, you know, Brian Kendrick, I think, was there. Uh, quite quite a great, you know, gl- class of wrestlers to come through from, you know, Shawn Michaels' school. I think, you know, Michaels had a hand in training him. So I first learned about Paul London in 2002. Um, during his Ring of Honor run. Now, I did not get Ring of Honor in Canada at this point in time. I found out about my indie wrestlers thanks to a little website called WrestlingGameZone.com. Now, this is a a now-defunct website that used to have, you know, great customization for, you know, for No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Any game where you can create a wrestler, this is the website you went to. And it also had a, a discussion forum where I, I joined there for many years under many different names, most of which was Chopper, which is my, my childhood nickname I got from, from playing hockey. And no, it wasn't from hacking people in the shins. It was from chopping it on the ground. I was six. Um, so we would talk about, they would always talk about, you know, the, the product at the time. So it was like HBK's comeback was 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 the big discussion point, and then I saw all these little indie feds that had um, people I've never heard of, or it had people who were no longer with the WWE. Uh, you know, like TNA had just started started up at this point, so we were talking about that. We were talking about you know the Flying Elvises and how great this team called I think it was called the SAT, the Spanish Announce Team, with that double Spanish fly off the top rope, like. Everybody had that as a gif in their profile. Everybody. And when it wasn't that, it was Paul London's shooting star press in Ring of Honor. Now, eventually after hearing about this, I'm like, okay, this guy looks cool. I'm going to buy his his DVD. Um, it was called Best of Paul London, Please Don't Die, because that's what they chanted at him, because he was you know, batshit crazy in the ring in Ring of Honor. Um and he had matches against Michael Shane, you know, Matt Bent, aka Matt Bentley, you know, Shawn Michaels is, I think it's his cousin or his nephew. Um, the pre-bearded Briscoes, like I'm looking back, you know, on my, I have that DVD on my shelf here. I'm thinking the Briscoes just look like completely different people now. They look like, they look like Duck Dynasty, right? <laughs> uh, so this was when they were young. This was you know, Brian Kendrick, a.k.a. Spanky. This was matches against Daniel Bryan, a ladder match against Michael Shane. No, it was either a ladder match or it was like a street fight that had a ladder in it. And London does the friggin' shooting star press off the top because he's insane. 
And then it also had his very last Ring of Honor match before going to the WWE. And this was losing to champion Samoa Joe. Now, he wasn't going to CM Punk this Ring of Honor title. Like, you sign a contract and then you go away. He was doing the job on his way out. And then he gives his big thank you. And, excuse me, he's realizing his dream of being in the WWE. Although earlier in the year, he was used in an angle between Ric Flair and The Undertaker leading up to their classic WrestleMania 18 match in my hometown-ish of Toronto. I say ish because nobody's ever heard of Cannington, Ontario, where I'm originally from. So I just say Toronto. Like Edge says Toronto, but he's from Orangeville. You know, Christian was born in Kitchener. You know, Bobby Roode was born in Peterborough. But they all say Toronto because that's the big bustling metropolis nearby. So... He was using that angle, you know, Ric Flair hits him, he's a fan, you know, this fan's pressing charges, this, you know, puts a dent in him as, like, the co-owner or commissioner or whatever he was at this point in time, having a share in the, having a share in the company, then having to sell his share in order to be a competitor and meet The Undertaker at WrestleMania. (coughs) Excuse me. But his real debut, debut came at a WWE championship match on SmackDown against Brock Lesnar. And naturally, Brock Lesnar beats him within an inch of his life. And after the match, he continues the assault, but fortunately is saved by his former Ring of Honor friend and foe, Brian Spanky Kendrick, of whom was a a victim of Brock Lesnar's assault in previous weeks. So on, on Velocity, Kendrick and London start start tagging and just having matches against like your jobber teams or maybe people like, you know, the Bashams or Enhancement Talent that were in developmental at the time. And I still remember to this day this finisher that they used. I mean, it wasn't really anything special, but it was it was neat looking. And I wonder why they didn't use it during their second incarnation as a tag team. And it was called get well soon okay that's weird but it was london doing like the the downward spiral the self rock bottom the the flatliner while kendrick hits a spinning wheel kick in the back of the head boom effective move and i thought they they would have had a, a pretty pretty good thing going pardon me again and Kendrick left the WWE in, it was late 04, early 05, to do whatever. No, it had to be late 04 because um, Kendrick appeared at the f- the first big impact pay-per-view, Victory Road. Like the first non, non-weekly when they started going to monthly and getting a TV deal. There we go. So pretty much right after that, he started tagging with Billy Kidman because reasons. Maybe because... Shooting Star Press that London rarely ever hit in the WWE. Yes, I'm bitter still. So they start having random matches. They would, you know, tag against, you know, the Basham brothers or more enhancement talent. And then they won a non title match against the Dudley Boys, who were the SmackDown tag team champions at the time. Thought, okay, this is going to lead to an angle and they're going to win the titles. They do. They have a decent-ish run with it. You know, they do 
They win like the return match. They have a six-man tag with Rey Mysterio against Bubba Ray Devon and Spike Dudley at SummerSlam again in Toronto. I'm actually glad I didn't go to SummerSlam 04 because it sucked. Um, and yeah, they have a run. And then they have a match against, it was Chavo Guerrero and Jamie Noble. Kidman goes off the top rope and hits his awful shooting star press and injures. I don't know if he shoot injures Jamie Noble or not, but he was shaken up. You know, the leg lands on the head. So maybe there was a bit of a a concussion there. And then, you know, the whole locker room's kind of calling him out and London's trying to, you know, stick up for him and be a, be a good tag team partner, be a good friend. Then they get to some matches where they're going, they go to finish Kevin's on the top rope about to hit the shooting star, but he's he's hesitant because he has flashbacks of of what he did to Jamie Noble. <coughs> Excuse me. And causes them to lose. You know, they lose a couple of non-title matches and eventually drop the tag team titles to the most universe mode random tag team of all time. And that's Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree. Yeah, um, remember when Kenzo Suzuki was supposed to be Hirohodo? You don't, neither do I, and I don't want to because Pearl Harbor. No, too real. Um, This leads to a feud between Kidman and London and a match at No Mercy 2004 that Kidman wins, hitting repeated shooting star presses, you know, London gets the internal bleeding. You know, of course, he he had a, a rash of injuries at this point. He was always injured, unfortunately, to him. Uh, he does the stretcher job, gets on the stretcher. Kidman hits another shooting star. More coughing up blood. So London's written off TV for about a month, month and a half, and comes back on, on Velocity. And then just wrestles like Akio on Velocity a bunch of times. And then in 05, we start to get a bit of a a resurgence of him. Other than his amazingly athletically painful Royal Rumble elimination that year at the hands of Snitsky, you know, London comes out selling his rash of injuries all covered in tape and whatnot. Um, He comes in, starts hitting a couple of drop salts, a couple of drop kicks. Then he gets gets on the apron like he's okay he's about to be eliminated here so snitsky um goes for a clothesline for on him london ducks runs under him along the apron comes back into another one does a self-shooting star press onto the floor ouch and then again he makes another return in in february after Cruiserweight champion of the world. Chavo Guerrero successfully def- defends his title against Funaki. Out comes Paul London in new looking gear in like the the frilly Texas Tornado Ultimate Warrior boots and like a giant long Ultimate Warrior like fur coat. Um, people are calling him on websites the Pultimate Tornane Dog. You know, that's a Big, you know, Ultimate Warrior, British Bulldog, uh, uh, Texas Tornado conglomerate of words that made no sense. 
us wrestling fans can be weird sometimes. Uh, and this leads to No Way Out, where Chavo yet again retains his title in a cruiserweight open against against London, Akio, Spike Dudley, Funaki, and I think Scotty Tuhati was involved in there somewhere. And then we're setting up, which I think was an alleged um, match at WrestleMania between Paul London and Chavo that honestly would have been good. Um, I don't know if this was if it was ever planned or not, but this was just maybe maybe it was people fantasy booking the show on on WGZ.com forums. Who knows? You know, of course, in Paul London, he was getting a bit of a bit more of a prominent role. He even did a brief cameo in the WrestleMania 21 movie commercial spoofs in Taxi and Taxi Driver. You know, you're talking to me. And then the you know the point he's one of the guys that did that 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 point from that movie. So we we learned that the cruiserweight title isn't going to be defended at WrestleMania. I'm super bummed, but on the SmackDown before on March 31st, 2005, finally Paul London wins the cruiserweight title, and 21 year old me is marking out like 11 year old me. Um, you know this match involved. Cruiserweight champion Chavo, who was dumped out first. New champion guarantee. Yeah. Um, Spike Dudley, Funaki, Nunzio, Scotty Tuhati, Akio, Billy Kidman. And all of these people, minus Akio, held the Cruiserweight title after this. Fun fact. Um, and then, you know, the last person he eliminates is Kidman. With the you know the Ricky Steamboat head scissors to the outside, backflip into the ring, and just starts flipping out, marking out, just jumping around, celebrating. He hugs Jimmy Corderas, and ah man, it, it was just so heartwarming. It was so fun. I, I loved that guy. Um, and I'm looking at this match like just the other. I was watching this match just the other day, and I'm looking at Kidman. At this point in time, he's in the end of his career. Kidman looks a lot like Ray Romano. Now, take a look at Kidman, especially in this match, and tell me if I'm crazy or not. But he looks he looks a bit like like or like like Ray. Everybody loves Raymond. So, you know, we see him starting to have matches against, you know, some return matches against Chavo. Um, he has a never-ending feud with Akio, you know, a.k.a. Jimmy Yang from the Young Dragons and the Flying Elvises, Jimmy Wang Yang of, you know, SmackDown 07 fame. They even have a match in Japan and he, and Akio gets quite the ovation and they have a damn good match. Um and after that we see, you know, he defends the title against people like the Mexicools. He gets a broken nose from a from a Hoovy 450 splash. And then sadly, I think it was July or August, um, he lost the cruiserweight title to Nunzio thanks to interference from Big Vito. And after the match, he cut this unusual, weird, heelish, I got screwed, let's go to WWE headquarters and protest this promo. Like, uh, no, no, come on, Paul, no. Uh Eventually, Kendrick makes his return, and they start tagging again. Thank God. And during their run, they start coming out in these theatrical masks that don't ever get explained as to why they're wearing these weird masks on the way to the ring. 
Okay. 2006 Royal Rumble, we see a Cruiserweight open with, you know, I think it was all former champions are are invited. And then there was a special, like either like a mystery opponent or a special guest or someone. And out comes Gregory Helms, who had recently pitched his um, hurricane gimmick in the bin. Helms wins. You know, Paul London does his amazing shooting star press plancha to the outside. Why don't you use the shooting star press more often? I saw him using that in a match against Nunzio, and then the next week he dropped the title to Nunzio. Maybe allegedly Vince was pissed. I don't know. Then they start tagging again, and they eventually win the tag team championships on SmackDown from MNM, you know, um Nitro and Mercury with Molina. They start having these decent, although sometimes botchy, tag team championship matches against, you know, the Pitbulls, Jamie Noble and uh, Kid Cash against Casey Idol and, no, Idol Stevens and Casey James. Of course, Idol Stevens went on to be Damian Sandow. You're welcome. They have all, then they just have a, a good lengthy run with, with the titles. I think it was... It was something like 300 and it was 331 days that was recently, you know, of course that title, uh, that title length was broken by, by New Day. They dropped the titles to Deuce and Domino, you know, Cliff Compton and Sim Snuka, um, you know, son of the murderer. Um, Okay. Then they're drafted to Raw, have matches against Caden Murdoch. They have a brief run with the Raw Tag Team Championship during a show in, in South Africa. You know, they won the belt in Africa. Um, losing three days later back to Caden Murdoch. They have these wicked matches against the world's greatest tag team, you know, Benjamin and Haas. London doing, you know, another running shooting star press from the apron to the outside onto Benjamin. Like, my goodness. He gets injured again, and then he makes a return, and him and Kendrick lose to Santino and Carlito in, in 08. They have a handicap match against Umago where Kendrick walks out. And not long after that, the, t- the tag team is finished. Um, and, you know, Kendrick's drafted to SmackDown to become the Brian Kendrick and have his... Shawn Michaels run with Ezekiel Jackson as his bodyguard manager. And London is stuck floundering on Raw, losing to Lance Cade and Chris Jericho as a bit of a pawn in the feud they were both having with Shawn Michaels. And then he was released in September 2008. And I was, hey, I was I was devastated because London was probably in my top five during his run. Um, I just want to touch on something really weird that i saw i think it was on bleacher report or some some wrestling news site and if you remember back to 2007 when they had the vince mcmahon limo explosion he's running through the mcmahon's walking through the hall you know of course everyone's lined up paul london has a giant ass smile on his face now there are some rumors alleging, you know, that McMahon would have like walked, he walked up to him and said, you know, keep that smile on, pal. That, or he was incredibly pissed. This report alleged that Paul London was the culprit of the limo explosion. 
And then he would have wrestled and beat Shane McMahon. He would have had a feud with Triple H and maybe won the WWE title and be like one of the top guys on Raw or SmackDown. I would have loved it, but no. That makes... uh, I don't get it, man. So after his release, you know, he goes to... um, PWG and he's the tag team champions with El Generico, aka Sami Zayn. He has this weird, intrepid traveler gimmick where he looks like the singer from Wham or whatever band it is that sings Take On Me, Take Me On. I apologize vehemently for singing. I promise I won't do it again unless I get into William Regal's theme and a couple bottles of beer. And now in, as I said earlier, in Lucha Underground, he is the leader of the Rabbit Tribe, something out of Alice in Wonderland, something just weird. And yeah, that was just my all-over-the-place kind of review of Paul London's run in the WWE, My one of my low-key favorites. And I... I got to say, he he was just someone I thought was criminally underrated. He may be underutilized, and I think had he been around today, maybe in the Cruiserweight Open, the Cruiserweight Classic, that kind of, that kind of thing, maybe he would have had like a veteran Brian Kendrick kind of run, but I think he's pissed a lot of the wrong people off in, in shoot interviews and just been been kind of kind of difficult so yeah that's that's low-key favorites paul london uh stay tuned on rantwithant.com as this week maybe even on valentine's day itself i will have a review of saint valentine's day massacre as for the podcast (laughs) i might just have a review of that show in audio form or start looking to um other shows sometime in march um nate the effing great the game changer if you're hearing this which i assume you are you and i have to review wrestlemania x7 the greatest wrestlemania of all time i owe that to the both of us for the last two game changer reviews so that is it from mr frets thank you very much for listening if you even made it this far congratulations for listening to a rambling mess of a guy like me ta-ta for now god bless